So new numbers uh, delivered by StatsCan over the last couple of days reveal 16% of Canadians smoke, pot, then drive. And on that same day, a report came out in the Denver Post reporting that four years after pot became legal, driving on pot is actually turning into a huge problem. Out of the 4,000 drivers pulled over for driving under the influence, 73% tested positive for pot. The study also reveals a criminal justice system that is not able to deal with this drugged activity. And the author of the report notes that the inconsistent testing is the biggest challenge because they aren't able to collect the data on drug-impaired driving. Because there were actually 28,000 arrests for driving under the influence, but only 4,000 of those were actually screened for drugs. So there's actually a whole bunch more of those numbers that they believe were actually uh, either stoned or worse, drugs and alcohol. And this investigation also found that the number of fatalities and crashes that involved drivers who tested positive for pot rose sharply between 2013 and 2016, and that's when 51 people were killed. So those numbers are going up because the total number of crash fatalities went up from 482 in 2013 to 608 in 2016. So we're starting to get some numbers, and the reason we talk about this is because pot is legal in, what, 65 days-ish? Around there? We are very, very close to this. Let's bring Brian Patterson into the conversation, President and CEO of Ontario Safety League. Hello there on a Friday night, 9.30. Good of you to join me. Oh, no problem, Alex. <laughs> what do you make of these numbers? I mean, Colorado, I think, has been the real testing ground that we're kind of watching to see what happens there, and the data we're starting to see after a few years, because it does actually take that time, Somewhat alarming. We're learning. Uh, we're learning a lot, actually. Uh, one of the big pollsters, John Wright, was telling me that one of the things when, that uh, is a bit disconcerting is when you do a survey like the one that Stats Can did. Some people may say, "Oh, yeah, I smoked marijuana and driven in the last 16 days or the last 30 days," because they think it's kind of cool to say that. That it puts them in a cool category. But the reality is, an awful lot of people think that it's less risky or they're less likely to get caught. It's equally risky, and uh, they are going to get caught. And uh, the Colorado numbers today were the numbers that the uh, coroner from Colorado told me uh, personally a year and a half ago. So how we started out with stories saying it didn't cause any problems in Colorado, it's just, uh, you know, uh, the, the prime minister wanted to be the cool kid at school. And it's uh, uh, the problems that we talk, that you and I talked about a year ago are all happening now. Yeah, and then the other twist is that uh, if people get high and then have a couple of beers of that, you get that, that, I mean, when you smoke up and then you add in alcohol, you get a completely different... Um, it's, three times, yeah. it's three times as impairing as doing one or the other, both of which we know are not a good idea anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna. I don't have any scientific data, but I would think drinking is worse. But I, I don't know that. But I, I don't know. So drinking and driving, we know a lot about. Uh, impaired driving on a plethora of drugs, we know, is detectable by the police in your in your driving and the way that you react. Colorado is giving us hard stats that are that are telling us that when you have a collision, uh, often uh, there's impairment involved. Yeah. May not have caught in the past because we didn't look for it. We were looking for the smell of alcohol in both drivers, and if there wasn't a smell of alcohol, we just moved on to the 
uh, reconstruction issues of the of the collision. Yeah, and and then I was reading a headline today that caught my eye that the first device set to be approved by the feds for the roadside saliva test uh, that will determine if pot impairment is underway. Apparently, it's not suited for cold weather, <laughs> so it gives false uh, positives or false negative results. How is it that the federal government would approve a roadside test that can't take cold climates? That's ridiculous. Because they were in a mad rush to get something approved. And at the end of the day, that test is $25 each time it's administered, paid for by the municipality or the police department or whatever. So it's an expensive test to uh, administer. I think we're going to see a, a lineup of uh, defense lawyers and the, their ilk running around suggesting that there is no way that uh, anybody who's been charged is actually guilty. So I, I don't think we're going to see that problem uh, ease itself uh, very quickly. This, the saving grace is that a, a significant number of cruisers mm-hmm. have the cameras which show the driving impaired uh, actions of the driver. So uh, maybe the sole determiner is not going to be what the science test is right away. But I, I can tell you, somebody thinks that Smoking is okay because, you know, the princess of pot said she drives better when she's high or she's more attuned to her driving when she's high. Uh, They're going to find that impaired convictions are complicated if nothing negative happens. But impaired causing death and impaired causing bodily harm are real charges and they carry real consequences. So if you're just... uh, trying to be cool or thinking it's not going to happen it is and uh, you know the york regional police will likely pull somebody over for impaired by drug tonight yeah well we'll see what happens with it but there's no question i mean look jody emery um has been smoking a long time her body may be acclimated to it because i guess you can get used to being on an opiate or any kind of drug uh and get used to that and then your body just kind of you know you don't get the same a reaction as someone who's maybe new to this or new to drinking. So your body can acclimate, but the bottom line is uh, we're in such unknown territory and it's going to be so widespread. Uh, we don't really know what the unknowns are. Well, what are the unknowns is people think they're great drivers right now. We uh, we deal with uh, problem drivers on a regular basis at the Ontario State League. And when we interview them as part of the process, they see themselves as eight or nine caliber drivers and they got pulled over doing something recklessly you know you, you've seen the videotape of the number of the celebrity cases that uh, occur when you see uh, uh, somebody who's clearly out of it on the on the video review so I, I, I think we're going to continue to educate people but unfortunately uh, in the rush we've, we've come up with this uh, crazy mixed bag and, and again the feds promised me directly in meetings with Bill Blair, that there was going to be a comprehensive education campaign underway before it becomes legalized, and I haven't seen that at all. No, and that and that is it's interesting because it's really close. I mean, we are 65 days away from this, and you're right; there has been absolutely no education campaign. So I think, uh, and, and you know, the, and, and as you know, the Safety League runs on science. So you know, if the science is there, and that uh, and that's the big part of it. So, uh, but uh, on the legal side, uh, you know, you've got competent, skilled defense attorneys that are going to say, well, there's a constitutional challenge. The first one that's going to be madly funded with a GoFundMe page to, uh, to have uh, the entire uh, regulatory body set aside. 
that is going to happen, and it's going to happen in the next year. And, you know, the next thing you know, we're going to put every case on hold. Uh, that'll certainly be the request, and things will not go forward quickly. So we've, we've rushed ourselves into the problem, and I think it's, you know, uh, wanting to be the cool kid instead of wanting to be the responsible adult uh, in the prime minister's office. Well, it's a coming, and it's going to be, I mean, you, look, I, I don't know if it's just by coincidence, but I certainly notice it on the roads more. You can smell it everywhere. So it would not surprise me at all that we're going to see this kind of stuff. But uh, or, or, or at a big event. I mean, Pace uh, uh, of the Danforth is on, and I'm, I can assure you, as you're walking between venues, now those people may get on the subway and go home, and they're not going to be a risk at all. Yeah. But certainly it is, uh, um, uh, people aren't sneaking around the corner to smoke now. They're just smoking at the, uh, at the table at the bistro. Yeah, absolutely. Stay tuned, my friends. Stay tuned. I appreciate you joining me. Keep doing your hard work there, Alex. I appreciate the opportunity to try to at least get some of the good messages. We will continue the conversation. That is Brian P- Patterson joining us here on Point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.